minus 50 seconds. T-minus 40 seconds. T-minus 30 seconds. T-minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. What's up, y'all? Caught me, caught me mid-tweet. Happy Monday. I think it's Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs> Professors in the background are like, yes, it's Monday. Happy Monday, y'all. Welcome to WWT Live. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. We have so much to talk about. We're gonna be talking about Logan Paul. We're gonna talk a little bit all, all a little bit about all access. I'm only talking about a little bit because we have a whole after show that talks about it. So if you haven't seen it, you get definitely want to check that out. And uh, so much more. There's just so much TV. There's so much wrestling. It's a good time to be alive if you have the time. Like if you were like a 16 year old with rich parents, this is a very good time to be alive. Anywho, I'm not alone. Mr. Professor's in the building. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really, really well. How are you, TK? I'm good. Like, you remember when the time when you were like, you were like a teenager, you knew every single album that was coming out. You knew every single, like, you knew, you could do the yep. lyrics, you knew the TV show, the references, the movies, all the things. And now I do that for a living. And I'm like... <laughs> it's crazy trying to keep up. It is. It's crazy. It is. There's like so many shows that I'm still behind. I still need to finish up watching Swarm for work. And we mm. just watched shows that I haven't watched. And I'm like, I'll get to it on the weekend. And now we're here yeah. on Monday. Anyway. No, I, I get it. I'm a couple of weeks behind on power. And yeah, it's just, it's a thing. I heard the it's, session it's, is really good. And people are losing their mind off of that. And yeah, I, I, people are, there's just, there's so much to keep up with. It really, it really is a lot. And, uh, you know, we remember when wrestling used to only come on once or twice a week and we were excited for that. And now, you know, in the last five years, we've moved to every single day yeah. um, with new content, no less. So it's, yeah. it's a lot to keep up with, but uh, I'm good. Did you enjoy that. Easter? Yeah. Did you enjoy uh, Easter at all? Uh, what did I do? For, no, I, well, I did. I did. Okay. And this sounds terrible, and it sounds very bachelorette-ish. Um, I stayed home. I still need to catch up on my church. Um, yeah, I do Zoom, but I stayed home. I was still, I was still recovering. Not recovering, but I was kind of sick last week, and then I decided to take it outside on Saturday. And my body's like, mm -hmm. you, only, you only like 60, 70 percent. I don't know what she was trying to do. And so right. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay home. And I had a bunch of orders. So shout out to the people supporting Center in. Yes. A bunch of orders that came in. So I just had layers of work that I needed to do that I knew that I wouldn't be. Uh, now I remember what I want to talk to you about. Okay. <laughs> now I'll talk to you after the show. But okay. I knew <laughs> to do it um, later this week that I needed to get it done. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why I spent my Sunday. I got to sleep in. Cool. Like sleep in where you don't have an alarm. Like, cause I naturally wake up at about seven and I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep in, like, I'm going to stay in bed. Um, yeah. So I stayed, like, I stayed as long as possible till about 11. 
And then I just did work for the rest of the day and caught up on wrestling, caught up on TV shows, did research and caught up on a lot of work. So, and the funny thing is I'm still behind. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get anyways, it. Totally. Enough about the, the life in Easter. Let's, let's get back to what you guys are really here for. Oh, Top yes. rope. Uh, what, what do we got for Holy cow. So over the weekend, there were literally about four or five events that happened, you know, from SmackDown to AEW with two live hours, including a live Rampage and Battle of the Belts. Uh, the NWA had a pay-per-view. Uh, New Japan had a pay-per-view. So we'll start with the New Japan one because there's a couple of big news items coming out of there. New Japan had uh, Sakura Genesis, Genesis, excuse me, over the weekend. And kind of the really big news items, Mercedes Monet had her first title defense. And um, she had a triple threat match against Azumi and Hazuki. She won that match. And let me tell you something. Mercedes Monet is absolutely positively not Sasha Banks. Let me say that again. Mercedes Monet is absolutely positively not Sasha Banks. It feels like she's been unchained and there are things that she's able to do in a ring that she wasn't able to do before. There's a speed and a pace that she's able to move at now that she has not been able to move at before. So, uh, so do you say that because of the people she was surrounded by or because obviously there's a slightly different style? Yes. So is that because there, or are you just the more the WWE style or the women around her? What, what, what do you mean by that? I think it's all of the above, right? Like certainly in WWE for the time that she was there, she certainly helped to usher in a new era in terms of uh, stronger style action, some slightly faster paced action. But again, you can only do that based on your dance partners. So with her being in Japan, the dance partners are different. The style is different. Thusly, the pace is different. And that's one of the questions that usually ends up happening when someone moves either from Japan to America or vice versa. Can they adjust to whatever the new pace is? Mm. And so she is proving that she can adjust very, very well against top tiered stars. So shout out to her. Big move for her there. Two other big pieces of news coming out of Sakura Genesis is we have new tag team champions. Aussie Open uh, defeated Bishimon to become the IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. Now, this is significant because during WrestleMania week, back-to-back, -back, they had shots at the Impact World Tag Titles and the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles. And so out of three championships, you win the third. Not a bad day at the office at all. So congratulations to them. And perhaps of all of this, the biggest news is that Sonata defeats Kazuchika Okada to become the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Okada losing in New Japan at this point is kind of like Roman losing in America. It's that kind of mm -hmm. thing. You literally associate New Japan Pro Wrestling with Kazuchika Okada. So this was a big match. It was a big moment. Um, so congratulations to Sonata. Some interesting things happening for New Japan, but a very, very big weekend for them. In the world of AEW Ring of Honor, not a whole lot changed. No titles changed hands uh, over the two hours of live television. But uh, certainly it's always good when you get live television from AEW between Rampage and battle uh, for the belts. Jade Cargill actually wrestled, which was kind of cool because we don't get to see her wrestle a whole lot these days. Um, so shout out to her. And Sky Blue also got signed to AEW uh, as well. So there's that. And then, and the, am I moving too fast or are we good? No, you're good. Okay, cool. Um, NWA 312. Let me adjust my seat for this because <laughs> NWA 312, I've been vocal about the name of this pay-per-view because I just feel like could we not be a wee bit more creative than grabbing the area code but <laughs> NWA 312 happened in the Chicago area over the weekend and a couple of big pieces of news coming out of this EC3 
becomes the new national heavyweight champion by defeating Sion. Uh, we've crowned the first ever NWA women's television champion. Kenzie Page is the new champion by defeating Max the Impaler. So that happened. Uh, and then pretty much everything else uh, in terms of championships uh, retained and remained the same. Camille retained against La Rosa Negra for the Women's World Championship. And Tyrus defeats Chris Adonis to retain the NWA World Championship. That's a lot of wrestling that happened literally in a 24-hour period between all of these companies. It's pretty crazy. I need to find that clip. Like, if anybody wants to assist... I think it was late summer. Um, if anybody can find that clip for me of Mr. Professor saying that, I would be indebted because, um, <laughs> like, I kind of know where it is, but that's a lot of sifting through. So it is. I want to assist that because that clip will go into the intro. Like, that's <sighs> how important that clip is. So I'm just saying. Oh. Yeah, the the great lineage of the NWA World Championship. <laughs> um, Tyrus is our representative. But yeah, that's all that happened over the weekend in terms of those big, big cards. Um, yeah, pretty wild. Pretty wild. A lot of action. A whole lot. I, yeah, it's so... Um, yeah, I don't... It, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is. Um, it is. But people are watching, so... They are. Who cares about our feelings? Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, what else? What do we have next? Well, what we have next is this. Wednesday night on Dynamite, we had a championship versus career match that happened where FTR took on the guns. And if FTR won, they'd become the AEW World Tag Champions. If they lost, they would lose their careers in AEW. A lot of people wondered, was this going to be the swan song for AEW and FTR. Well, if you watch the match, you know that FTR won the AEW World Tag Team Championships, thus ultimately spending more time with AEW. Well, in a recent article, they had talked about the fact that they did take time away from wrestling in January to determine what would happen and that they indeed had made their decision about signing with AEW prior to the sale of WWE and Vince McMahon's return to WWE. Um, and so Dax Harwood said that he believes that Tony Khan really gets FTR. He understands that we're average, everyday human beings that just cut on with the fans because they can relate to us. Um, he says that Vince has a business track record that proves that he's obviously very intelligent to the business. Um, but I think he knows what the revival that the revival was better um than than what we were, were able to present so very interesting clearly the revival no really more so ftr they know and feel more confident about what tony khan can do for them than what the wwe can so they've made the decision to stay with aew plus they said that the schedule for aew was going to accommodate them a lot better as family men of course they're going to tape pretty much once maybe twice a week tops you know, and that is, of course, if you have a live edition of uh, Rampage, but mm -hmm. we're not going to see them on dark or anything like that. So working once a week is far different than working twice a week and potentially on house shows as well. So that's their decision. FTR is sticking with AEW. Yeah. And I think to fans wise, um, I think what people need to take into consideration, too, even though on a whole we are wrestling fans, mm -hmm. let's be honest, like you tend to gravitate towards one promotion or the other or the other or the other. You know, mm -hmm. some people strictly indies, they could give a flying F what's going on WWE. Yeah. Uh, same thing, vice versa with AWW. There's some people who are very much more invested in a certain promotion because that promotion gives them back what they're looking for. And I think with FTR, AEW, it seems like a better fit for them as far as fans appreciating their work too. Yes. So yes. I, th I think it, I think it, it makes sense, sense for them. And yeah. that the question that I asked a lot of the superstars when I spoke to them last, last week is like, what, what are you going to do with your, and I did this purposely, what are you going to do with your 24 to 48 hours off? And every single one of them chuckled like, 
oh, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a tough schedule. I mean, happy yeah. belated birthday to Bianca Belair. She talked yes. about it on the post. She's yes. like, I'm staying my ass home. Right. No planes, no hotels, right. nothing like, so I, I, I think it, you know, it, it just, it, there's the ebbs and flows and what works for you, but yeah. also what, what the flat fans are willing to appreciate. So good mm-hmm. for them. I I applaud them for choosing themselves. You know, you have to make that choice. And I don't think people always understand. A lot of people say that they would go where the bag is and I get it. Um, But you really do have to weigh what's more important to you. You know, is it being away, making the bag and not being able to have the time to spend with your family? Or is it potentially making slightly less money, but having more time with your family to actually enjoy that? You have to ultimately choose that. Everyone's situation is different. But I'm really glad that they were able to, you know, find something that would work for them. Yeah. Else you get a son like Dominic. So you don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Prison Dom. (laughs) Prison Dom. Man, 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 man. And by the way, Mm -hmm. for my, this is like how... The entertainment industry is there's it's literally two two degrees of separation, and I can't really talk about um, um, all the things. However, Jimmy Allen he sang I believe is America the Beautiful at WrestleMania, yes. and I actually had to do research. Hold on. Hmm. Okay. Research about him for a show, and he he's a country singer, absolutely yes. amazing. So if you mm-hmm. don't know who he is, like I had no idea who He's he was. Dope. And I saw him walking around at WrestleMania after the fact too. But crazy. crazy, amazing guy. Even if you don't like country, definitely give him a listen. For what sure. do we have next? All right. So up next, uh, you know, one of the things that AEW did very, very well is expose a lot of people to some of the newer stars of AAA. One of those being Commander, the other being El Ijo Del Vikingo. Well, Triple A, or excuse me, Triple A's Triple Mania is getting ready to do something that we've not seen it do really before, and that is it is heading to Fight TV, which is crazy. So they've got a big show, uh, Triple Mania 31, that's coming up in just a couple of days, uh, April the 16th. It's going to be in Monterey, and then they're going to have their future events, including the one on July 15th in Tijuana and August the 12th in Mexico City. They will all stream on Fight TV, and for those interested in how much it costs, it's only $22.99 for one event. Or for all three, you can get them for $60, which is a pretty solid deal. So the event that's happening next week on the 16th will be headlined by El Ijo Del Vikingo, defending the AAA Mega Championship in a fatal four-way um, against Commander, Rich Swan, and Swerve Strickland. Ooh. So if you remember, yeah, that's going to be nuts. Do you remember the Super Card of Honor? Uh, Iho Del Vikingo defended the AAA Mega Championship against Commander, and that match was crazy. Add Rich Swan and Swerve Strickland to the mix, and it's going to be crazy. So there's an entire card that's going to be happening there. A uh, mask versus match. Ma- that mask versus mask match is going to happen. It's going to be a 10-man steel cage match going down there as well. And in addition to the AAA Mega Championship. So again, you'll be able to see Triple Mania 31 and the following Triple Mania events from AAA on Fight TV Live as they happen. And that is going to be special. Again, proving the universal and global reach of pro wrestling. Let's add AAA to the mix. Done up. I'll see you later. Congratulations. You have to warn me when you're going to do that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That is so good. But what a time, like you were saying at the start of the show, what a time to be a wrestling fan. Literally, any form of pro wrestling that you like is available now. You know, if you are all strictly sports entertainment, there's a brand of WWE for you because there's equally Mm -hmm. a brand uh, if you're interested in more strong style straightforward wrestling, indie, you name it, it's all out there. So, uh, yeah, enjoy all of this great wrestling, folks. This is true. This is true. Uh, What do we have next? 
Ah, I mentioned sports entertainment, and one of the things that really kind of grinded the gears of a lot of people is one Logan Paul. Logan Paul, who had a oh, what a picture. Logan Paul, who had announced that uh, his contract was ending at WrestleMania. <coughs> Many people felt like, okay, this is going to be the swan song. He was going away. Of course, he lost that match to Seth Rollins. And uh, many were ready to say peace and a bye-bye. Well, not so fast because Logan Paul has indeed re-signed with the WWE. Now, there's not been uh, any news on the details of his new deal, either coming from Logan Paul or coming from WWE. It's being believed that he'll work the same kind of schedule as he worked uh, for the last year. But there are people that actually were questioning the authenticity of this because, well, it seemed as though the new contract picture seemed to mirror the old contract picture from last year. With the only difference being Stephanie McMahon not being in the picture and the shirt or the jacket of Logan Paul being slightly different. Triple H had the exact same suit on with the exact same pose and people were ready to go, hey, this isn't real. It was photoshopped. But Logan Paul has indeed confirmed it was not photoshopped. It was just, yes, same pose. Stephanie is not present uh, and a different flavor of his uh, prime drink is in the picture as well. So it looks like we've got Logan Paul for a little bit longer in WWE. And he actually is, um, he has actually has more, um, he's thicker too. Mm -hmm. He has more muscle on him. Yes, he does. He I does. could see why people would say, would say, I could see, I could see why people would say that. But yeah. like. At a quick glance, you know, if you look at it really, really quickly, I mean, you kind of have to examine too. it. Yeah. Yeah, the lighting too looks kind of, but like, why? Like, out of all the people to, I, I mean, he does troll folks too, but like, mm -hmm. I I feel like he has other better things to do than to do that. He does. Um, and I would love to see the numbers. I feel like I know there's a huge percentage of the wrestling population that doesn't like him mm -hmm. to be a part of WWE. But I'm willing to bet there are some people who watched, who, who paid attention to WrestleMania a little bit more because of him. Think, think about this. At one point, the most uh, liked photo in WWE was the Instagram photo he did when he did that leap off of the top rope with his phone onto Roman Reigns during okay. the Saudi show. Um, that's because of Logan Paul, you know? And so while, while wrestling purists you know, may say, hey, he takes away from, you know, people who worked really hard to be at WrestleMania, et cetera, et cetera. What he is is what the WWE wanted, which is somebody with great social media cachet. And so, again, it's a great business move for WWE because they understand what they want. What they want is somebody with great social push. They understand that those are the numbers that matter to them these days far more than you know, Nielsen ratings and the like. So you go after somebody with someone uh, who has great social presence. Mm -hmm. And we cannot deny he's an incredible athlete. You may not like him, but he's doing top tier things in there. We've seen tons of celebrities come in that ring and stink up the joint. But mm -hmm. between him and Bad Bunny, you they really, yeah, and well, and Snoop. Well, Snoop, Snoop gets a pass for obvious reasons. Um, you know, there's an instinctive nature that they have that makes it very, very different now for celebrities who want to hop into the ring. So if Logan Paul is good enough to get a deal because of his athleticism and his social media prowess, so be it. He doesn't need to be WWE champion. He's already winning for them. Yeah. And and this is crossing over on, on all fronts. If it you is. look at a lot of, um, I mean, take Jennifer Hudson. She wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. a social media person, but she wasn't trained to be a host either. She was trained to be right. a singer. And a right. lot of people who are crossing Sherry Shepard, a lot of people mm -hmm. are crossing in different platforms as far as radio, podcasting, yeah. all this other stuff. They're typically not the traditional whatever. Right. It's, it's like, and and I forgot, I, this might have been uh, Kevin Undergaro from Afterbuzz who said, you are now the brand. 
And so yes. people want to buy the brand and insert yes. you into whatever their product is. And that doesn't mm -hmm. matter what it is. And yeah. so that's the great, that's the, the blueprint that um, Logan Paul and Jake Paul and all the Pauls are, are right. doing. And that's why, and the fact that they are, like you were saying, that they are athletic. Yeah. Now, no other celebrity can come and say, I want to be a part of this right. and not, you know, treat it as such. So they're, they're right. actually elevating it on a certain side. But for yes. wrestling purists, nothing's really pure anymore. Like if you think about anything, movies, TV shows, radios, music, all that stuff, mm. it's not it's not one thing anymore. It's several right. things that make up make it up. So congratulations. Yeah, right. Make make your money. Um Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But but you're you're right. It is it, and I think we have been so desensitized to it in other areas that we don't even think about it. The first mm -hmm. thing that comes to mind is Steve Harvey, you know, how he went from being a comedian to suddenly becoming uh, an actor of sorts, mm -hmm. then a TV, you know, now he's got a radio show, then he's hosting Family Feud, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Cannon. right, you, you know, they're all as a comedian. Exactly, exactly. So it's it it is the ability to parlay something from one space into another as long as you're able to keep your brand consistent. And so if that includes WWE or some form of sports or entertainment, that comes par for the course, you know. Yeah, it does. But you know, yeah. we'll we'll see what happens. What what do you think is next for Logan? I don't know um, because he's all, I mean, the matches that he's had have all been with top level stars. So you've already fought Roman, you know, you've already fought Seth there. I mean, there are plenty of other people for him to fight. Mm -hmm. It's just a question of what's going to make the most sense. Understanding it won't probably be like a long-term war type of thing. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll be very intrigued to see who he ends up in the ring against um i don't yeah, see him getting yeah. in the ring with like gunther like i don't yeah, see that is roman seth yes maybe ricochet they could pull off something from that spot that they did from the rumble um that'd be an interesting attraction kind of match I yeah think. yeah huh we'll see we'll see um oh that's interesting that would be a good one yeah i like that that would be a good For one. For a few reasons, I like that. Yeah. But would yeah. Logan buy into that? Yeah, because Logan would probably say, I'm the bigger social media star. Right. Um, and then on top of that, it seems like if he's already... And this is... I wonder what the whole deal was when they signed him originally, right? Yeah. Because you've already, you've already had a match with Roman. And Roman right. is the face of the company. So right. it's like exactly what you were just saying. Like what, mm -hmm. where, as th there's two things as a, a writer in the back, mm -hmm. like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do now? And then yeah. as Logan Paul, when you've already been to the mountaintop and just like you were saying, he doesn't necessarily need the championship. You've right. already right. been, you, you, you touch the people who are like the biggest names and right. then say, okay, now we're going to do um, Grayson Waller. Like, right. Yeah, for for his brand, I don't know that that would that'd be far more beneficial for Grayson Waller than it would for right. Logan Paul, and Logan Paul is going to want to do a deal that's beneficial for him. So I don't know. This is allegedly, I mean, this is we don't know. We don't right. We don't know. I mean, we, we don't know. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. But I do wonder to that end, who could be the kind of match that would make sense. For him, in terms of a top tier, you know, I'm, geesh, I I don't know. I mean, I think people would probably want to see him, uh, Brock Lesnar, throw him around a bit. Um, that would be very interesting because now want it, would Brock want that? Because Brock too that's is the question. That kind of person that's like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he doesn't. So it's interesting now. If 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 this were seven or eight years ago. Taker would probably be on the list because um, that would be kind of that type of thing. If Orton was in good health, that would mm -hmm. be another one too. You know, um, at, at this point, it's just trying to think of who are the top tier stars 
uh, right now in WWE that could potentially be something that fans would want to see. Right. You know, the tough part, though, to your point, though, is, okay. so Roman has a win. Excuse me. So Logan has a win over the Miz. He obviously doesn't have a win over Roman and he doesn't have a win over Seth. Will he continue to get in situations where he brings you all this social media cachet but doesn't get a win? And then who would sacrifice to lose to Logan Paul? Because yeah. all of the names we just mentioned would not. I don't see, you know, Randy Orton saying, I'm going to lose to Logan Paul. I don't see Brock saying, Brock didn't lose to Omos. I don't see Brock saying, yeah, I'm going to lose to Logan Paul. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, true. I, I think and the only you, person that could see doing it for a bigger payoff in the long run is if he runs it back with Seth. I can mm -hmm. see Seth doing it, but then the payoff for whatever the next match is, or like, you know, it's like, okay, you do this and then you have Roman. Like, right. I feel like there has to be something in the background that's like, all right, I'll take this L for, yeah. for this. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a very tricky situation because um don't get it twisted. Just because we're in the society now where we have to be all politically correct, we don't have to be politically correct in our mind. And there's things True. that go on in people's mind, and you could tell by certain mannerisms that certain things are just not gonna fly, and mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want here. But right. me and my family or me and my house, we're going to be doing this. Exactly. Right. So it's, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be interesting, which makes me want to watch even more to mm -hmm. see what, what they will do. So yeah. Yeah. Um, on the chat where, where you see other, other than seeing Logan completely out of the company. Cause I know that's where the chat's going to go. <laughs> Let's the chat where, who you think Logan Paul will be like his next matchup will be. Yeah, um, be what do we got next? Uh, so WWE, you know, I think we've made it through the week of WrestleMania and then the subsequent week of uh, sales conversations and is Vince McMahon back and all that type of thing. Friday night seemingly proved that Vince is back to wherever he was and Triple H is running things. Uh, reports are that Vince is not at Raw tonight. Um, and so while everybody's kind of distracted by that, the WWE has filed for another trademark. This trademark is for WWE Superstars of Tomorrow. And the specific trademark is in the areas of entertainment services, namely a show about professional wrestling and entertainment services, namely the production and ex exhibition of professional wrestling events rendered through broadcast media, including television, and distributed via various platforms across multiple forms of transmission media. So now this leads to the ultimate question, what exactly will WWE Superstars of Tomorrow be? Will this be another show that they have? It seems to kind of be in line with something potentially for, um, you know, something NXT-like mm -hmm. uh, in terms of stars of tomorrow, superstars of the future. You know, what will that mean? One of the things, and I've had so many conversations about this, this uh, sale and, you know, this new parent company, but one of the things that I think is advantageous about it is they will need new content. Because you, you're expanding your platform, you're expanding what your reach. What do they need? Well, the here's is they do the the stars of tomorrow. If they do almost like a hybrid, what Tough Enough used to be, but a college mm -hmm. version. So now you have the college kids come together, and I would actually really no, I I would have watched that at this point in my life. I probably wouldn't uh, because yeah. I'd just be more jealous. But um, <laughs> I, but that would be really interesting because now you have a lot of different things happening. You have different because this is so when I went to Oregon every summer, all the athletes would get together and we used to train together. And yeah. it was the most amazing thing because you would be training with softball players, soccer players, football players, all on one field. And we're doing uh -huh. like um, we go to school in the morning, in the uh -huh. afternoon, we train and then we party at night. And wow. it, 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 they, it. If they had tape on this, man, 
So I feel like I that would be really interesting because you have different every sport has different types of personalities. And sure. now you kind of bring them into this WWE personality. And some people will get it, some yeah. people won't. Stuff so like all the little nuances. So I I think I would watch something like that. Um, but like where? Where where, so, where are you watching all this television? Well, I mean, there is the network, which is probably a very safe place for them to house that to get more people because one thing they have not done remember there was a period when the network first came on that they always had new original programming whether it was wwe 24 365 there was a new documentary they mm -hmm. started off with legends house you know yeah. like all of these kinds of things so you know tough enough found its way there and and they've kind of stepped away from those kinds of shows so a show like this i think would be brilliant you know, um, I think one of the allures to all access and even to Total Divas was people being able to see what happens behind the curtain or the developmental part of somebody. Right. So they could take this and parlay it into that person's debut onto NXT or onto Level Up or something like that. So there are ways to make it work. I'm interested because, you know, we usually hear there's a tryout. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see these people have been accepted to the performance center. And then at some point we'll see somebody will debut by then we've forgotten who's who in the zoo. Right. So this would be, if this is the show, this would be a great connector and it would fill that void of tough enough, but would do it in a way that has again, a spin to it because now we're dealing with college athletes and you can chronicle what they have going on. Um, as well. So I think the concept for the show that you're mentioning is interesting. And if that's but what they're going be, to do, they would be out of college, right? Like the deal. No, because what happened? Not to, necessarily. What's his name again? The uh, Stevenson, Gable Stevenson. So like my thought was that he's supposed to graduate this year. Oh, that's what I thought, because he still had another year in college. So how did that deal work? So the deal is when he graduates, then he's going to WWE, or is he training for WWE? Can he do the they'll do both because of the new NIL um, deals where student athletes can do both? Yeah. So my understanding is that he was they were supposed to be literally having a ring built for him mm -hmm. where he'd be able to train out there while he's in school. Um, and then when that's done, he could make his way over into wwe it's right. funny because i messed around and watched wrestlemania 38 again and mm -hmm. i laughed because of how many times they put him on camera uh and on tv like they had clear plans for him at that right. point so i'm intrigued to find out what's happened in the last year to where they've all but stopped mentioning his name at all um there's no talk of gable steveson now that's not saying that nothing's happening but right. just going back and watching WrestleMania 38, it was so clear that there were plans. And if my memory serves me correctly, I thought they had a draft as well, and they drafted him yeah. um, onto Raw. So there were definitely expectations, which will make this upcoming draft, whenever it happens, even more interesting to see if his name will be floated around in there or not. But I think that that concept um, for this new show, Superstars of Tomorrow, will be interesting, and uh, I think I'd be game for it. Oh, yeah. It would be like, um, dang it, real world meets tough enough. It'd yeah. It would be, be all the things. It would be. It would be. They would need to have Trojan on as a partner. It would be all the things. <laughs> when you say you got me, when you said Trojan, I immediately thought USC, and then I realized I know you did. That's not I know what you did. did. That's not what she meant. <laughs> I know you did. I know it's it's a, it's a salty. Like, I don't really it's, hit you yeah. with it. It's very. You just kind of <laughs> you slide it right under. You have to know me to get like, nah, that's not what she's talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Dylan saying if you heard the rumors for tonight, so we'll get to that in a second. Stephanie saying, I would imagine there'll still be plans for him considering his brothers in NXT. Um, I mean, I it, it's it's possible. I think it's just I, I I honestly think it's probably something to do with legal, meaning mm -hmm. the nuances with NCAA, the the NIL, the NIL um yeah. like contracts over that, WWE, um, how that works with 
because if his school is paying for his education, even though he's, you know, under this new deal where you can accept money, there's some, mm-hmm. there's some, there's some legalities there that um, there has, it has to be considered. What did oh. you find? Well, this is interesting. So um, apparently, not only is he interested in joining the WWE, but he also, ironically, has his eyes on going back to the Olympics. Yes. So. I wonder how that works, though, because I thought with the Olympics, you can't, um, unless they change the rules, with the Olympics, you can't be... You can't take the moment you take money as an athlete, you're no longer in contention of the of, of being Olympian. And that only that's well, I don't know about wrestling, but for like basketball, they obviously you could do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um track is like that. Once you take once you take money, then you had to go to the Olympics to make money. So it's like it's it's different. So I wonder how that all kind of works out. Yeah, know. it's it's interesting, but what I'm seeing is he he definitely has interest in going back to the Olympics next year. Um, so that would be a good one if he wins. That's good for it. Them. Would be, it would be because if he's able to do that and be a two-time Olympic gold medalist, that puts that's, him in a space. That's his story right there. That it writes itself. Yeah, he it can write on that one for at least five years. Easily. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, you want to hit, uh, you want to get some, some history for the folks? Sure. Let's do that. Bitch wrestling facts. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. So we're not going to go too far back today. We're going to start back in 2000. Now this is really interesting because WCW, uh, if you were watching then you knew that they were in some very interesting times. WCW the week before, did something that no wrestling live promotion has done, and that is they took a hiatus. They literally aired a best-of show to kind of get their promotion together. So this day in 2000, they came back together to literally reset WCW. So Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo, they returned to WCW as creative heads. And in so doing, they literally strip everybody of their WCW championships. And they're trying to start fresh. Now, you talked about legalities. This is interesting because this was also the debut of Mike Awesome. But here's the problem. Mike Awesome was the ECW champion at the time. And uh, there were some legal issues for him being on television. Because he had not gotten out of his deal with Paul Heyman. So he was legally contracted to ECW showing up on WCW television. Let me tell you, Paul Heyman was not a fan of that. So because of this, Mike Awesome um, could not be on the show with his championship belt. And he couldn't talk on the show. And so he literally came in, did a run in, walked away, couldn't say a word. Oh, the beauty of pro wrestling in 2000. That was then. Moving on to a year later in 2001, this is when SmackDown wasn't live. SmackDown was actually taped, and at this taping from Philly, Jeff Hardy defeats Triple H to become the Intercontinental Champion. Now, here's a move you don't hear about a whole lot that may have been ahead of its time. 2009, okay? That was the year. Where, you know, we're used to people doing a whole lot on social media now, but Tori Wilson decided to make a bombshell announcement in terms of wrestling on social media. She announced her retirement from pro wrestling by way of MySpace. Yep, wasn't Twitter. Certainly there was no Instagram. It was MySpace, folks, where Tori Wilson announced that she was retiring from pro wrestling pretty gutsy move there because wrestling wasn't really into social media in 2009 five years later 2014 eric young defeated magnus to win the uh tna world championship at a taping of impact in orlando last but not least and this one had a lot of controversy to it. And when I tell you, those who will remember will remember. This day in 2018, it was merely two days after WrestleMania 34 
where Charlotte Flair walked into that night as the SmackDown Women's Champion. She got a beat down from the Iconics. And then before you knew it, here came Carmella to cash in her money in the bank and become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. And a lot of people had a whole lot to say about that cash-in on Charlotte Flair. I'm sure if Nikki was here, she'd be blowing up the chat right and now. Um, But yeah, that happened on this day in 2018, and these are indeed your Vintage Wrestling Facts. Vintage Wrestling Facts! Yeah! Oh, goodness. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So People many. were hot. They, they, but that's that's the great. It's kind of a catch twenty two, right? If mm-hmm. WWE were to give us everything we wanted, we'd be pissed because sure. it's just like it's boring. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of nice when they do things that it's unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make sense to us. Like it's. It's one of those things that they they have the inner workings of the company that we have no idea. All the little nuances. Yeah. Like, you know, Charlotte's like, yo, I need a break. Like, right. Now, uh, you know, all, all the little nuances that we don't that we don't need, um, that mm-hmm. we don't know. Um, Dylan say Iconic's debut was great. Yeah. And look at them yeah. now. I, do they both have babies? Is one baby. One baby, I think. I know there's one for I sure. Yeah, but, um, there's one. Yeah, they they need to come back and book. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like it seems like they're good. Yeah, they seem happy right now. You know, so it that that's that's very interesting. And you know, you always wonder too. The landscape of wrestling changes so much. You know, you kind of wonder uh, what the space would be right now um, for the iconics, particularly in a space like WWE, given all that's happening with their women's division. So it'd be interesting. We need a tag team. We absolutely need a tag team. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. A Uh, real tag team. I don't think, oh, it is. If you watch the interview that I did with Shayna, she talked about it. And she Uh, talked about the fact that um, her and Ronda are actually truly friends. mm -hmm. And they've been pitching um, being a tag team for a while. So it seems like they're that's what they're setting up for. It seems like, you know, they are working on like a name and like they're like trying to legitimately become a tag team. Whether WWE wants that and it actually all happens, that's a whole nother story. But um, yeah, we can let let, let's yeah, let's let's put the oh, no, did I not? We haven't put him in a box in a while. Let's let's put the tag teams. That whole Ooh. story in it. Let's just leave it alone because ain't nobody listening to us. Because, <laughs> baby. All right. Um, do we have anything else? It's a thing. Uh, yes, we do have one thing. Uh, all access, which I know we are going to briefly talk about because we do have a full after show on all mm-hmm. access so you guys make sure you check that out when it airs but, um, there it is uh dr Britt baker has become kind of one of the main characters her along with um adam cole on this particular show and she talked a bit about how strange it was uh to to film because obviously they were talking about a lot of things and they had to figure out small things like you know how do you take your mic off when you're going to the bathroom etc 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 but she found a way of of figuring it out and one of the primary stories in there is talking about what went on in the women's division particularly with thunder rosa as uh the interim WWE, uh, excuse me, WWE, Lord help me, AEW Women's Champion. And she was out on injury. And then with the interim situation being handled as well, lots of questions and concerns. And so at the end of the day, they do talk about this on that show. So it's certainly something uh, to happen. And in fact, if you watch the show, you see Thunder Rosa is actually on there talking about it as well, where Thunder Rosa you know, talks about the fact that she was hurt, that people thought that she would actually feign the injury 
when mm-hmm. she's really injured. But yeah, some real issues, though. Britt Baker is kind of trying to smooth things over in terms of saying uh, in terms of her relationship with Thunder Rosa. But one of the questions that's out there is, you know, why in the world is Thunder Rosa not there? And she was saying, she being Brit, that people on Twitter will twist your words and, you know, kind of have you say things that you you didn't say. So one of the things that she said was asking whether or not Thunder Rosa was able to travel since she's traveling all over the place. And mm. so, you know, the question is, hey, why can't you cut a promo? Why can't you come do commentary? Say hi to the locker room. You know, Chris Statlander was kind of the example that was used because her knees have been blown out for a year and yet she's there every single week. So she asked that question and it was kind of turned into something else. And that was something that she had some concerns about. But I think this is interesting because what certainly appeared to be the case, if you watch All Access, is there's definitely a bit of a riff there in that women's division surrounding Thunder Rosa and surrounding this interim title uh, when it relates to calling someone an interim champion while somebody is there actually doing the work, which in this case was a uh, Tony storm. Yeah, I agree, Dylan. Um, all access better than X all access. Um, AEW was better than I expected. Although, sure. um, the producer in me, like I can't enjoy television like I used to. Because I'm just kind of, there's certain situations that happen and I'm just like, like, because Thunder Rosa and Britt had a great match. Yes. Right. And just, you know, being a fly on the wall, just watching how wrestlers interact. If there was an issue as far as why Thunder Rosa is not doing 36, it's not like she doesn't have her number. And Mm -hmm. also too, it's not her, it's not Mission Pro, it's AEW. So right. for her to not show up, there has to be some type of reason. Like mm-hmm. Tony Khan is not gonna just, you know, certain things I feel like he's just like, whatever, like y'all do whatever. Right. But right. I, I feel like her just not showing up without any ex- explanation just seems very not like he has to know what's going on and why she's not showing up, but she's now on commentary, etc. So I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, it is interesting. Um, whether the, 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 to me, because it's reality TV and reality TV is like, not even real, like it's not. So it's, it's like, it is, is, you know, pushing the narrative because mm-hmm. no matter what you're always going to need, whether it's, reality or scripted you're always going to need a villain right so how much of it is okay this is what the picture is and if we tweak a certain couple things here and there this is how we can make it look how Mm -hmm. much is it of it is that and how much of it is this is just you know because all the the interim championship that's all tony khan's doing yes that's his choice so you can't get mad at thunder rosa for a decision because he he'd be like okay you're injured you don't know when you're gonna be back okay you have this amount of time you're gonna have Mm -hmm. to give it up like it's very cut and dry so or at least it should be right Mm -hmm. so um it is very interesting i mean i am curious to see how everything's gonna play out on that show so definitely check out the show and definitely check out our after show our post show to that but what did you think thus far I've actually liked All Access. I I think it's some of the best work that AEW has produced, period. Um, I did not expect to like the show at all. So I've been very pleasantly surprised by what I have seen. Um, I remember saying before that I really wasn't sure what stories they would tell us because we were most interested, I thought, in, you know, everything that happened at the scrum and the like. And obviously they're at a space where they can only legally talk about so much. So bringing us into where, you know, the bucks are coming back and watching what that looks like. That's pretty cool to see, um, you know, in the other spaces. And th- and I and I will say this as as somebody who who is in a few locker rooms, I I don't know how necessary. And I think Dylan just made that comment about AEW trying to be different i um i don't know how necessary it is to go too far behind the curtain 
Um, I, I, I don't know. I think, and this is probably another discussion for another day, you know, I already think that too many people are too far behind the curtain already, mm-hmm. you know, when, when it comes to certain terminologies, when it comes to, you know, the kind of access that's presented to everyday fans. I mean, you know, the things that fans discuss on a daily basis. I don't know that we're having all of these discussions in the NBA or the NFL or things of that nature. And right. um, so it's, so it's really different in that regard. And I think that, in the efforts of continuing to to pull the curtain back so far, there's the potential to diminish the product. You know, if you if you get to a point where, I mean, I I think we've all grown to the space where we're okay with okay, these two people don't really mortally hate each other, mm-hmm. and I think we're okay with being able to understand that these two people are competing. But is it necessary? to then go further and talk about, okay, well, how are we going to create this storyline? And how are we going to create this promo? And is this real? Is this like, I think it ends up, you know, as we look at, and I think, you know, Bianca Belair and several others have done interviews talking about how pro wrestlers already don't get the respect that the business deserves because people keep seeing, you know, this whole idea of, uh, oh, well, because it's predetermined, then it's the F word. And mm-hmm. to me, I'm just sitting here going, well, all of the things that people endure, whether it's getting on planes, trains and automobiles in terms of travel, the training you have to do in the gym to get your body right, the work you have to do in the ring, your body is not meant to take those types of bumps. And I think when um, by showing the, the the young bucks going back into the ring, having not done it for two months and their body immediately felt like a car crash. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe at some point people will respect the business, but you don't want to be the one to unravel the respect that people could gain by turning around and telling all of the things that people don't necessarily need to know. For instance, the Sammy Guevara, um, uh, oh gosh, his name just left me just that fast. Eddie, um, Kingston. Eddie Kingston, yes. Sammy uh, Guevara, Eddie Kingston. When that war happened and we heard all the things in terms of the backstage stuff and things mm-hmm. like that, like we were all good with it. Nobody needed to see. Nobody, we, we, we were able to trust what we saw. So then they show, show the segment where, you know, hey, he cut this promo. They got into a fight. But now we see them have a, a conversation and it's like Eddie Kingston works very hard so that people will believe who he is. Mm-hmm. And so seeing an Eddie Kingston calmly saying, hey, man, we're good. You know, when you're in the ring, we're not good. But I, I'm like, you're taking one of the hardest guys and, and you know, kind of diminishing a lot of who he is. And so the fact too, he asked actually before that, he said, is this being filmed? Do you right. Yes. Yes. So I, I think it's it's very interesting. It's it's very interesting. Granted, I do think some of the stories are intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, because you said, and, and you're right, in any show, we need a villain. We need somebody not to like. We need conflict. And if we're getting the presentation that everybody's family shows, yeah. and I hate I hate the idea that well-meaning, wonderful, loving families just don't do well in entertainment spaces, but they don't. They so, don't. you know, so there's an outside factor. It's the, it's, it's the, it's the natural storyline for everything. Like, absolutely. Maybe, there has to be a better life. There's, there's, yeah. you could have had the best family, but you know, the, the neighbor's dog could have been your arch nemesis. Like, right. There's, there's always a villain. Yeah. So I, I, I think as good as, the, as much as I like the show, I'm concerned with all of the the backstage stuff that doesn't necessarily need to go on for people to still be invested in the product. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, But we are running short on time. So with that, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have you give all the facts, all the things. We're going to run into a commercial and then run into the outro because that's how it's going to happen. So where can everybody find you? 
You can find me at Bonnerfied on all of the socials. You can check out my commentary work with Southern Honor Wrestling on IWTV. We have a big show coming up this Friday, so check that out. You can check out my commentary work on Battle Slam on Fight TV. And we've got our one-year anniversary coming on April the 23rd. And then you can check out my work with the Nightmare Factory on their YouTube page. Uh, we've got uh, Student Showcase 9 coming up very soon, so be on the lookout for that. You can check me out on Wrestle Extra with my good brothers, A Dazzle and Wrestle uh, Russell, Maniac UK Mex. Uh, you can check that out tomorrow, uh, 6.30 p.m. BST, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, and whatever other time frame that translates. And, of course, you can check me out here all week long on WWT Live. All right, y'all, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Make sure you're checking us on all the social media platforms at www.talkpod.com and www.talkpod.com. Um, and stay tuned if you love WOW, and you should, because you love women's wrestling. Our after show is happening right now. Uh, we'll see you guys all Wednesday. Ciao. Hey, peeps. TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. And I want to say thank you so much for watching, because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show, WOW Post Show, AEW Dynamite Post Show, Women's Wrestling Army Post Show, NXT Post Show, Impact Wrestling Post Show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live Post Show, On The Scroll, ROH Post Show, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.